All right, all right, all right. I'm back. I'm back with another solo. So, <clears throat> there's nothing against anybody here. I'm just letting you know I'm back with the solo. Because I had another scheduled recording fall through. And unfortunately, I have burned up all my reserves. So as promised, in my effort to keep two of these bitches coming at you a week... Here I am, recording a solo. And honestly, I'm not upset. I thought it was the perfect opportunity for me to maybe pop in and um, share some of what I've learned so far uh, since the last solo. I might repeat myself a little. I might not. I haven't listened to the last solo to uh, reflect on it. Probably would have been a smart thing to do before I hopped in here to talk to you who may have already heard what I'm about to say, but um, I did have, what I, you know, I was going to say what I thought was a good suggestion uh, as far as content for my next solo, which is this one, which is what you're listening to right now. It's my next solo from my past solo. And the content topic... Or a content topic. I'm not going to say the content. I already did say the content topic. Scratch that. A content topic was um, uh, my journey on, uh, on quitting marijuana. The good old Mary Jane. The devil's lettuce. You know. You know what it is. So many names for it. Probably the most prevalent name is fun. You know? It's, uh... It's fun. I'm not gonna lie. It's enjoyable. Um... Now, what kind of made me lean into thinking this would be a good topic to do on my next solo, which is this one, by the way. What kind of made me think it was viable was, um... I know a lot of people that have struggled with quitting, whether it's their job, a substance, a relationship, right? Maybe maybe this is even you that's listening right now. Well, Jesus, you are listening right now. But I'm just saying maybe this is you who has a problem quitting things, right? And, well, relax. I'm not saying you'd have a problem quitting your job. That's not, that's not what I'm getting at. I'm not saying you'd have a problem getting out of a relationship. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is sometimes these things are difficult, right? Because we have tendencies. And as long as you know you have certain tendencies. It's definitely going to make anything easier. You know, if you know you're scared of heights, it's definitely going to make it a little easier to, uh, you know what? No, I'm not even going to. I'm not. I, mm, mm-mm. Sidebar. I told myself I'm going to stop trying to make up similes on the spot. You know, that'd be like if you, no. I'm going to try and stop doing that shit if it's not thought out, if I don't have a time 
the time, you know, if a guest is maybe going on a rant and I don't have the time to maybe make up a simile, kind of run it through, test it against my own mind, if I don't have that, I'm not just going to sit here and try and... It's something I'm going to work on. I'm not going to promise I'm going to get down to it today. You know what? Some of, Sometimes they're fun to listen to, you know, especially when they hit, when they slap, as they say. But, um... I don't know. I just feel like I've been kind of dropping the ball, as they also say, when it comes to the similes. So, I'm staring at a Sam Adams summer ale here. I've got a porch rocker lined up, because I'm I'm planning on making this a two-beer recording. I told you guys I'm going to shoot for an hour on my solos. I have, I have no clue exactly how long this is going to go. But I don't... I'm not trying to hide this, right? I'm not trying to hide this because I understand what may seem like irony or hypocrisy when it comes to me talking about quitting marijuana, right? Stopping, smoking, eating, vaping a substance which I enjoy very much. And I guess when it comes to vaping... It's more THC than the actual marijuana, the plant. When it comes to eating, it's more THCA, which is a little bit different than THC. It's a little bit different high. I don't know. Totally different high. A little, little more. No, no. Quite a bit more psychoactive, you know, uh, especially depending on your tolerance, your sensitivity. If you're more sensitive, you're probably going to have um, more of those crazy weed highs you see in the movie. The movie. Movies. Hollywood. Whereas, we'll get to it, but I, I got to a point where my tolerance was so high I could damn near eat a fucking tray of brownies before I felt anything. You know what? You know what? There was a time. There was a time, though, when my tolerance was so low I could eat a half a cookie and be just fucking sent to the moon. To the moon, Alice. That that was me. I was Alice on the moon. Or on my way, too. Never got there. Never got there. But there was... There was a time, right? I guess what I'm trying to get at. Especially an in particular person I know who makes, makes, makes some hella dank oils. Yeah. Anyway, so quitting marijuana. Um, honestly, hold on. Let me, let me open this summer, Samuel. Summer Ale, since I brought the attention to it. Again, I'm not trying to do that. I'm not trying to be that douchebag that's like, hey, fucking quit doing this, and then I turn around and fucking pour a tall cup of coffee or take a hit of my nicotine vape, or in this instance, open a beer, you know. 
trying to be honest with the people. So anyway, uh, first reason, biggest reason, um, well, I'm not going to say biggest reason. Let me immediately recant. One of the first reasons is, you know, being self-aware. I was smoking way too fucking much, way too fucking much. I got to the point where I was growing, right? And I had no excuse of, oh, you know, I got to make this eighth ounce last a week. Or I got to make it last the weekend because I can only afford another eighth till payday or whatever. That was, that was out the window. I was just smoking entirely way too fucking much. Um, and I'm not saying all day, right? When I say I was smoking way too much, I'm talking... Bitch, I'd sit down with, like, an eighth. And it wasn't always just me. But when it was just me, motherfucker, I'd sit down with, like, an eighth. And I'd be like, alright, I can't smoke any more than this right now. And there'd be times where I would literally roll two, three fat fucking joints... I'd spend fucking half an hour rolling joints. And then I'd be like, all right, this should get me till, you know, let's say it's after work or something. I'll be like, all right, one of these will get me to fucking dinner. And then the last two of these should get me through the rest of the night until I go to sleep. Nah. <laughs> nah. Nah. There'd be times where we'd fucking... Especially when it was just me. I would smoke one whole joint, get doing something, then be like, what the fuck is taking so long? And smoke the other one down before I even felt anything. Just smoking way too much. Even if it was three times a day, I was burning through a quarter, damn near, of weed, marijuana. And, you know, it, it was worse if I had companionship. There was always that, you want to smoke another bowl? You want to roll another joint? Yeah, fuck it. Why not? You want me to pack another bowl, roll another joint? Dude, you got more weed than you're ever going to smoke. Yeah. When's your next harvest? Yeah, you got to get through that. You know? And um, I was smoking so much that I ended up... I've been smoking a long time. Let me start there. I'm currently 31. Um, I quit last fall. I was still 31 at the time when I officially decided to quit. I've quit a couple times before. This is the time when I officially decided, yeah, I'm done. I'm d fucking done. And, um, I was starting to have allergy, allergic reactions. I was starting to get an allergy. And I know it sounds crazy. I have witnesses, I will have, at, at one point, we'll, it'll come up on the podcast when I'm present with a witness. I could be in the room when somebody cracked a jar. All they'd have to do is crack it, then seal it back up. I'm talking unscrew, pop the top, pop it back down, screw it on. And within 30 seconds... I would break out in a sweat. And um, 
It was making smoking extremely uncomfortable for me because I couldn't grind it. I couldn't even be around the plant. Certain plants made me sweat more than others. I couldn't smoke a joint. I got extremely phlegmy. And, I mean, I still continued to smoke joints. So I let me recant that. It's not that I couldn't smoke a joint. I couldn't comfortably smoke a joint. Okay? I couldn't comfortably smoke a bowl. I couldn't comfortably smoke anything. I couldn't comfortably eat it because I would be extremely sweaty for hours on end. Hours on end. And it was really frustrating because it didn't seem to matter the strain, nothing. I had certain strains that would obviously, if you know anything about marijuana, there's uh, potencies, right? Different cannabinoids and all this shit in there. And there'd be some that would fucking, I could get through them a lot easier, right? A lot of them were more flavorful. Like my personal favorite, as far as flavor, and an extremely nice high, Tropicana cookies, the Mountain Cup. Oh. Oh my god. Fucking talk about a glass full of orange juice. I'm not trying to advocate, but if you ever do, if you are a consumer... Of marijuana, and you ever do get your hands on that, sample it. Okay. I'm talking about my journey here. I'm not advocating quitting. I sure as fuck am not advocating smoking. If you're already a consumer, you're an adult, age 21 or older, or whatever's in your legal, if you're a legal state, first off, whatever's legal in your legal state, as far as age of consumption, then yeah, have at it. Look for it. It's up there. L.A. cheese, too. Or Big Buddha. Any of the cheeses. Any of the cheeses. Anyway, off topic. I was getting allergies. And um, it was really starting to make the experience of smoking ex- extremely uncomfortable. Um, the discomfort definitely outweighed the high. Because I was smoking too much, right? I didn't. My tolerance was fucking sky high. And I kind of realized when I started thinking about, yeah, I should quit, blah, 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 that that discomfort was kind of forcing me into at least slowing down or quitting for a short period of time. That way I I could regain some tolerance, which I did do that a couple times. I had to quit for maybe two, three weeks at a time, or I would slow down to maybe smoking once a day, and after a week or two, I would notice that I wouldn't be as sweaty around it, blah, blah, blah. I wouldn't have such a quick reaction. It wouldn't be so drastic or dramatic. But nonetheless, it, it was still there, right? Another big reason was the time suck. I started to realize, especially when I slowed down to smoking once a day or I quit smoking for a couple weeks, I fucking, I realized I was spending a lot of time grinding weed, rolling weed, and smoking weed. When I was growing it, I would spend a lot of time in the garden. It became a time suck. And it was time I didn't even really realize that I was burning because 
<laughs> no pun intended. I didn't even realize I was burning because I was I was in it, right? I was in it. I didn't step out. I didn't have the wherewithal to evaluate, right? I just fucking, I was in it. Not just that I didn't have the wherewithal, I guess. I didn't have the motivation to evaluate. I had no reason in my mind. Not that I didn't have a reason. I just, at that time, did not see a reason to evaluate. There was no motivation for me to evaluate the situation I was in or the conditions around my habit. And I call it a habit because it was not an addiction. It was just an extreme habit. Which I guess you could be addicted to habits, so maybe it was an addiction. I'll leave that guy, I'll leave that up to you guys and ladies. I'll leave that up to you individuals. Now, I've also got three children. Now, I have three children. And after I had my second child, in 2021, October 2021, I reevaluated the status of several things in my life, as one does, who's devoted to raising a child, and the health and well-being of that child, right? And one of the things I leaned on was I don't want I don't want them to think talking about my kids. I don't want them to think I need to be high to enjoy them or to be around them. And on the back side of that, I don't want to have to get away or have them go elsewhere while while I do smoke. I don't want to be away from them. And that was a big evaluation that I didn't really intend, honestly, on on doing. I was just thinking about my son and a lot of the things I was looking forward to doing with him. And I realized that I hadn't smoked, you know. And that's kind of what it, what got my mind going is I was like, oh, you know, I guess I could smoke and maybe evaluate this or feel this more, have a little different perspective, maybe have a little more um, emotion, right? And it uh, it actually made me realize that that's, that's one of the many things that um, may detract from me being a fully present father to my son or my daughters and that I needed to evaluate that because again it's a time suck already and then now I'm taking more time to not be around them while I smoke because I don't want them around it or I've got to send them away when they want to be around me so I can smoke because I don't want them around it and to me that just felt like eventually they would think they either I need to be high to be around them or enjoy them or that I didn't value them as much as my marijuana, you know, and I say eventually because my oldest is now 12, but my two youngest at the time, he, he was a newborn, my son, when I was thinking about this, 
obviously they've got some time before they're self-evaluating and all that shit, right? Well, I didn't want it to get to that point where he was evaluating our relationship um, with marijuana in the picture as a major, right? And again, I understand how hypocritical that can sound because of beer and yada yada. But I can drink a beer sitting around a fire with my son. I'm not going to sit and smoke a joint while he's trying to roast a marshmallow, right? I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to have smoke blowing in his face, for one. For two, I'm not going to try and normalize that because, again, it's it's a two. It, I don't even know if I said it, so why am I saying again? Yeah, it's a tool if you use it as such. It's also a crutch if you use it as such, which I guess a crutch is a tool. So, yeah, it's a tool if you use it as such, right? Um, but the last reason I, not last reason, just the last reason I have noted, because I, I, I do have some notes for this one, so it's hopefully a little better as far as the flow. Um, I think it added to the, my tendencies to be distracted and it amplified my ADD, if that makes any motherfucking sense, if it makes any sense. Yeah. I'll go into that here in a second. Let me let me talk to Sam. Ah, that's a good beer. God, that's a good beer. All right. Now, I already have tendencies to be distracted and get off topic. If if you don't know that, if this is the first episode you're listening to, buckle up. Buckle the fuck up. Anything in my back catalog, <clears throat> with exception of a few, I definitely ramble. And uh, I don't complete thoughts because I have a, a spider web of thoughts. It's kind of how I explain it. Is It's literally a fucking spider web, and I'm in the middle of it. And if you pull on a thread, there's threads branching off that thread that branch into other threads. And fuck, I will get lost, even though it's my web. I get lost. And that amplified it, you know. Um, I would notice that I'd be scrolling through whether it be <laughs> whether it be some fucking paper I'm reading about anything. Excuse me, paper. It's actually an article. That's why I'd be scrolling on my phone. If I'm reading some article about some fucking thing that interests me or I'm looking for information on a project I'm working on at the time I would get so lost I would be like all right you know how am I gonna fucking do this and then I'd start to look up how I'm gonna do that and then there'd be this branch that goes here and I'd be like oh actually you know what that is pretty interesting let me let me check that out let me check that out and then yada 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 now here's the thing at the end of the day, that's on me, right? It's on me. Now, I'm aware that I have these weaknesses. And it's not an excuse to say, oh, you know, the weed amplified it. But at the same time, I know that there, that, that is a side effect of the marijuana. And 
I guess what I'm trying to get at is I knew that that was something that would happen, and I kind of leaned into it. And when I say leaned into it, I guess what I'm saying is marijuana kind of makes you passive for a lot of things, right? You have that typical stoner, oh, whatever, man, right? That was terrible. God, that was terrible. Whatever, man, with squinty eyes, you know, cool, dude, radical. Ah, fuck, that's a surfer. What am I doing? You know what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying. It makes you more passive, right? What's the saying? How many people have ever wanted to fight on weed? All of them. They want to fight for weed. Or for your right to smoke it. <laughs> you know. I butchered that too. But anyway, you get what I mean. It, the, the pacificity, the pacif... That thing came with the smoking. And it made me okay. Not okay. It made me more numb to being distracted. Leaned into it. I said, yeah, I have ADD. I definitely have some sort of attention problem. I have a deficit with my ability to maintain focus. And for a while, I, I even thought that maybe the marijuana would help. But I now realize, then, I realized a while ago that it didn't, but I was able to still give myself some sort of false... Um, some sort of false belief in the fact that something like that was a little beyond my control. And just the fact that I'm smoking the weed that's amplifying that, that's in my control, right? That is within my control. And the process of getting off was difficult. I'm not going to lie to you. It was difficult because... Well, I would say I had withdrawals. I'm not sure if they were. Excuse me. I'm just turning my head a little bit. I'm not sure if they were. But I would categorize them as withdrawals. They made... Hmm. Sleep was a lot more difficult for a few weeks, for sure. It was more restless. Um, but when I did get to sleep, I had crazy fucking dreams. Crazy dreams. While I was awake, I had a lack of appetite. And I have tendencies to get hangry. And when I would have appetite, I was in a shit mood. Not just because I was aggravated or agitated or restless from not having marijuana in my system, THC. But obviously the food was hangry and again i say it was habitual and non-addictive because i didn't have and again this is me personally i'm probably wrong it probably was extremely addictive i quit cold turkey that was my process i was like i'm just fucking done and i i i made the conscious decision I had a talk with myself and told myself, dude, you know you're going to want to smoke. You know you're going to have these 
side effects. You know you're going to be sleepless for a little bit. You know you're not going to eat for a little bit. Blah, blah, blah. But I told myself that. So when I experienced those things, I wasn't surprised. Where I was like, oh, I got to fix this. I got to fix this with some fucking juicy J's and a fucking raw filter, you know? No. I was aware of what was going to happen. I, I had a plan going in, and the plan was just to fucking quit and take what came. Now, being off, being off the marijuana, it's it's changed my life. But there's a lot of things that I've kind of realized after having not smoked at all for probably six months, a little over now. The first thing is I don't feel guilt anymore. Okay, I don't feel guilt that I'm late for anything because I had to smoke a bowl. Or that I snuck away for 20 minutes, 10 minutes, 5 minutes to smoke a joint or take a quick hit, whatever, from my family. That I snuck away and didn't spend time in order to go get high. I don't feel guilt that at family gatherings, you know, I would walk off away from the majority of the family to smoke with a few. I just, I don't feel the guilt like I'm, like I need it to enjoy my kids, which I never did. But I never, I don't have the guilt that, you know, maybe one day they'll tie this to, you know, something they did and then dad went and smoked, so... Now he needs to be able to smoke to deal with us, you know? I don't I don't have that guilt. Secondly, even though I'm 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 now vaping nicotine, which I did quit smoking for a long time too, cigarettes and vapes. Now that I'm back on the vapes as of maybe two months ago. My lungs still feel in better shape than when I was smoking. And I've evaluated that, and I think there's a couple reasons. One second here. I think there's a couple reasons. First reason... <laughs> I think it's because I'm not smoking an, an ounce of weed every few days. <laughs> I know that's that's pretty blatant. It's pretty dumb, right? It's pretty obvious. Captain Obvious over here. But think about it. A pack of cigarettes last year, a day for somebody that's smoking, a little above average, I'd say. When I was smoking cigarettes, I'd go through a pack like every three, four days. Two packs a week is what I would buy, and I'd smoke. Now, there were times I'd be stressed, I'd smoke a whole pack. You know, I'd chain smoke. And then before I know it, I'm reaching for my backup pack. And then my first reaction, instinct, thought, was I need to get more of these. I'm down to my last pack, you know. But even then, I wasn't intaking, intaking, Cuh. I didn't have the volume of smoke intake, okay. Smoke and joints, they're unfiltered. 
taking tar straight to the chest. You know, I think the game took five to the chest. There's been days where I've taken five to the chest. I mean, he, you know, eh, a little different. He took, he, he took lead. You know, he took hollow points. I'm over here taking fucking raw tips. Just boom. Minimum. Minimum. There's been days I probably smoked ten joints. Especially days you go on a hike, you roll five for the hike, somebody else brings five for the hike, then you've got fucking butt in a jar and a tin, then you got your little fucking bowl bag and all that shit packed away in the backpack. You got a little compartment just for your smoking gear. You got your grinder, seven lighters, you know, papes. So there's been days I've definitely consumed an excess amount, but overall... I'm not taking in an ounce worth of fucking matter, you know, consumed through incineration <laughs> to the lungs. Um, also, I'm not taking in hot smoke, you know. A joint, you get down to that last third, that smoke gets pretty hot. You offset that by smoking through a water pipe. Which I love. That smoke, especially if it's got fucking ice fingers, you fill that bitch with ice cubes or a popsicle. Fuck, you put some guava juice down in that bitch instead of water. Huh. That's that's an experience. Or, you know, pick your juice. Doesn't have to be guava. That's just one 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 of my faves. But then you're taking an extreme amount of cold smoke. Or cooled smoke. And I say extreme amount because you might burn through a fucking third of a joint in a bowl hit. Like, to the face, you know? Talking, you exhale and you disappear for ten seconds. Just fucking gone. Like, you're a ghost to everybody in the room, you know? They literally think they see your soul leave your body until the smoke clears. No pun intended. Just literal. But my appetite came back, too. It just, it took a minute, you know. Lungs felt better. Appetite came back. And I'm more comfortable. I don't have sweats. You know. Once the tolerance dropped, people around me, it didn't matter if they were smoking or not or if they wanted to show me some weed, you know. I wasn't breaking out in sweats. I still don't. Now, if I stare at it too long or if I fucking take too big of a whiff of a nug, yeah, my face gets warm, but it doesn't. I don't have sweat beads puddling up on my eyebrows, you know? You don't know because you ain't seen it. Maybe you're experiencing it. Maybe you do know. Who am I to say? But I've also noticed, like, as much as it may not make sense, I feel like I have more time in my day. You know? I had to fill that time initially when I wasn't smoking with something productive. And it wasn't just drinking beers, people. I know people are like, well, you drink beers. Dude, I'd get high and drink fucking same amount of beers in a day. You know? Didn't matter. If I'm going to enjoy a beer, I'm going to enjoy beers. You know? Now, I found that I had more time. And like I said, it wasn't necessarily that the day has more time, obviously. 
but all of a sudden I'm not devoting half an hour to grinding weed and then half an hour to smoking all that fucking grind of weed and rolling joints and half an hour to smoke all the joints or sit down with a pipe and then forget I'm smoking a pipe because I'm fucking looking up something, you know. Then you get down this rabbit hole, then you're like, oh, shit, I should take a hit, you know. None of that. No more of that. But with that, I've become more focused, or I feel more focused. Obviously, as you can probably tell, I'm not focused. But I'm more focused than I was, for sure. And less forgetful, even though I'm still forgetful as fuck. I am less forgetful and more focused than I was when I was regularly consuming marijuana. I also feel more motivated, you know? I feel more motivated, more likely to take action, and more willing to just jump and take action and deal with the consequences of that action, learn from that action, make a decision on the fly, say, all right, this is what I did during that action, this is what I learned, this is my next move, what I'm going to do going forward, yada, 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 just take an action making a decision I feel a lot more motivated and it's not that I wasn't motivated before so I guess I should recant that because I've always had the same amount of motivation as far as reaching goals and dreams and setting goals and making plans to get there but I'm extremely extremely elevated in my likelihood to take action on those things now, <clears throat> give me a second here. I gotta talk to Sam again. <sighs> Fuck. All right. So, along with that, I've also noticed I'm safer and more productive. <laughs> now, before you crucify me here, let me explain. When I say safer, I'm talking I'm more present and focused when I'm performing tasks. Okay, so if I'm running my table saw to build something, I'm I'm far less likely to have a close call or make a stupid decision. I'm more engaged not in what I'm doing immediately, but the entire, my, all my surroundings, the entire operation, right? And that kind of ties into being less forgetful also that you're running something that'll take your arm or whatever the fuck, right? But I, f I feel that that brings safety along with, again, higher productivity, Especially when I'm performing a specific task. I don't feel the need that I need to smoke before I'm going to do it. I don't feel the need that I need to smoke while I'm doing it or after I do it. I'm not using is it a, using it as a reward for finishing a task. Um, but my energy is also more consistent with that. I don't get halfway into a task and then I'm mentally drained because I'm not high or my high is wearing down or I'm too high. I have more consistent energy physically and mentally. Um, I'm less passive, right? If something bothers me, I'm more likely to evaluate it in a way of 
at first, at first I was maybe the anxiety or the agitation of not having THC in my system as I was, um, let's say going through withdrawals, right? At first I was more likely to make decisions as far as like emotional but so when I say I'm less passive, I'm talking now that I've leveled out. THC is not in my system any longer. I'm more likely to evaluate what's happening before I make a decision. So instead of saying, oh, you know, for example, that person that fucked me over by doing this or whatever, you know, maybe they didn't even realize they were fucking me over. So I'm not even going to say anything because maybe they didn't mean to, right? I'm not rationalizing in a way that's playing down an interaction. I'm not as passive. If I see something and I evaluate it as something that needs to be addressed, I'm far more likely to address it than just let it slip. Let it go by. And along with that comes relationships, right? I'm more more engaged with my family, not just my immediate family, like in my home immediate family, like my kids and my soon-to-be wife, but also family I don't get to see as often, family gatherings or family, you know, where we just may make a plan to go somewhere. I'm more engaged. I'm not standoffish because I'm high, and I don't want them to think that I'm high or judge me because I'm high or smell me. Right? I'm more engaged. I'm not shut down because I'm having an extreme level of anxiety because now I'm high and I'm paranoid and yada, 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 yada. You know that game. You know what comes with that. I'm more engaged. But I've also kind of been able to evaluate relationships that are held together or uh, reliant on smoking, right? Like smoke buddies. Why are they around? You know, are they here because I'm growing weed? I'm smoking them down. I don't, I don't ever ask them to bust out their fucking stash. Yada yada, right? Now that I'm not smoking, are those people still around? Do they hit me up on the premise of marijuana and either obtaining some, or you know, whatever, getting high or obtaining a small amount? Maybe they want to trade something. You know, I don't have that anymore. You know, I've been able to evaluate those and those people that are still close to me that were maybe in the category of smoke buddy, they've reached a different level in my life and I hope I've reached a different level in their life. You know, there is no longer that tie to marijuana and that's something that is extremely invigorating because now there is no second guessing that, oh, you know, he's just putting up with me saying stupid shit. Or he's just putting up with me, you know, talking about whatever the fuck for hours on end. Or he's not just, or she is not just putting up with me because they know that I'm going to have the smoke or whatever, you know. It's extremely invigorating to know that people are interacting with me for me and not 
my assets or something they deem valuable and accessible. And with this brought my mood and attitude, you know. Those that know me, how do I want to... Those that know me know that I am passionate about certain topics. That's kind of what makes me a nerd. I'm eager to learn. But I'm also passionate, especially the closer something is to me and my family and affecting me or my family, the more passionate I am about it. And when I say passionate, I don't just mean like I love it, right? I mean I'm I'm engaged emotionally with it, whether or not it's negative or positive for me or my family. I'm engaged with it, you know, which is why you hear me rant about work sometimes, which is another thing I'm going to try and minimize because not only does it not really do anybody any good other than me to vent or whoever's listening if they're trying to vent, but it's also kind of, you know, I hope people out there do relate. But it's it's somewhat, um, what's the word? It's not egotistical. Maybe it is not maniacal. I just don't want it to seem like I'm like I don't appreciate the fact I have a job and I'm supporting a family on that. Right. A lot of my rant is the fact that my workload just seems to continue to increase without any sort of concern for my physical well-being, or the time I have with my family. There doesn't seem to be any giving back to, you know, my hard work doesn't seem to be paying off in a way that is giving me more time with my family or more means to provide. And, um, again, that's the passion. I'm passionate, right? I love... I love my profession as far as my abilities and what I do, but it's not necessarily the job I'm passionate about, right? At one time I was. That's what's gotten me to where I am as far as my abilities and yada, yada, yada. We'll get, we'll get off that, but it's also, the since I've quit smoking, I've also felt more empowered, you know? I guess that ties in with willingness or likelihood to take action. But I feel more empowered. In a weird way, I don't really know how to explain it. But I just feel more... I don't know. Like, more is possible. You know? Like, not only do I have more time in the day, not only do I have a little bit... Uh, more motivation physically, you know, I'm not in the, in the couch, you know, I'm not distracted, you know, I guess that all maybe may lead to the empowerment, but it's the fact that I did something that was extremely difficult and it was a lifestyle change and I've seen nothing but positive out of it, you know, um, I've been really attentive to not replacing the high with another type of high. So, for example, you know, I've I've had substance abuse issues in the past with pharmaceuticals, you know, even alcohol, fuck caffeine. There's just time where I would drink three, four monsters a day. 
on top of a couple cups of coffee. You know, just... And I hate... I don't hate it. I always question when people say I have an addictive personality because I don't know if it's a boast or I don't know if it's a deflection. And you kind of have to dig into that, right? It, I mean, there is context in how they say it, maybe the way they say it. But me, me personally, I've got to dig into that because sometimes it's a boast. Sometimes it's a deflection. You know, oh, I just have an, an addictive personality, man, you know. I got to stay away from this because I I have an addictive personality. That's to me that's kind of a boast, you know. Um anyway, again, without digging into it, just taking the tone of my words, I guess. Is kind of what I would say would be more boasty. Anyway, um I've been extremely attentive to not replace that because in the past again, I've had issues, you know. And it's not just substance abuse, just emotional attachment type shit, you know. Not even attachment, just emotional seeking where maybe trying to find a partner or a lady of the night or, you know, somebody to hang out with, a friend. Trying to find somebody to take somewhere so you start offering, hey, dude, I'll pay for this, I'll pay for that, let's just go do this, you know. Because if I don't, I'm going to smoke a joint and then I'm going to fail. Where I'm trying to be more attentive of even the alcohol thing. You know, not replacing the time I would be high or getting high with an excessive amount of alcohol to get me to that level of inebriation or a high, as one would say. Um... Yeah, and, and I mean, I've kind of realized also, it was stalling my growth, you know. I, I've talked about distraction um, and the productivity, but, but also learning. It was making it difficult to learn and retain. Um, I also feel like at times I was using it as an avoidance tactic, which... If you're not going to put yourself into a situation where you're not comfortable, you're not going to learn. You're not going to learn how to be comfortable in that situation for one, but you're not going to learn anything from that situation because you're not putting yourself in it. And I kind of feel like I was, I don't, I don't feel like I kind of was. I know that I was stalling my growth in that way. Um, crutch versus tool, you know which a crutch is a tool, and I kind of stated that earlier, but I would kind of use it for social anxiety, you know. I was never really socially anxious. I love talking to people all through high... I mean, fuck, in high school, I was a social whore. There'd be times I'd be late to classes because I got up talking to, you know, get talking to someone in the hallway at their locker, then you walk by the office, and, oh, you start talking to one or two of the office personnel, or you see... You know, another teacher from another class in the hallway and you start talking to them or whatever the fuck. You know, you see one of your buddy's parents come in and drop something off and you start talking to them. And then you're five minutes late for class. Or you're late for the next class because you stayed after your previous class talking to the teacher or whatever the fuck. You know what I mean? I just, I never had an issue with being social. And 
it kind of made me evaluate that too because we all know that there's some paranoia that comes with excessive smoking. Hold on here, I'm I'm really neglecting Sam. We all know there's a paranoia that comes with... Let me finish this. What we just heard there was a watering mouth. God, I love beer. Fuck. Anyway. Fuck. God damn it, ADD. You know what? This is this is the perfect opportunity for me to open my second beer. Because I'm... 10 minutes shy of hitting my hour, and I haven't even, I just finished the first. Let me not neglect this one. That one was a uh, summer ale. This is a porch rocker, Lemon Rattler. Lemon Rattler. Uh, Anyway. I never really, what was I talking about, social, yeah, so I never really felt like I had social anxiety. I never really felt anxious in a setting where maybe, for example, if if I was doing a speech in class or if I was in some way the center of everybody's attention or the majority's attention, excuse me, I never really felt (laughs) anxious. I, I mean, lie. That's a lie. I never really felt negatively anxious, right? There'd be an excitement to it. I feel like I was kind of using marijuana as a crutch for going out in public to the mall. Because I was, at some point, avoiding, I don't know when, I've tried to pinpoint it when, but at some point I started um, either neglecting the social aspect of my life or avoiding it. And I feel like there was some sort of burden, is, was, some sort of buried burden of, that's who I am. And I feel like maybe I wasn't truly being me when I was going out in public. And I would see somebody's shoes or see somebody's hair and be like, I love your hair. I love your shoes. I love that outfit. You know, blah, blah, blah. Because that's going to carry into a conversation more than likely from my experience and for whatever reason that caused me anxiety and I would clam up by smoking marijuana some people it makes extremely rambly some strains would make me extremely rambly and I'd be probably more likely to go out and say hey you know I out of my way to say hey I like this I like that but <laughs> the majority eh, that's not that's not what it did for me it made me more comfortable being antisocial. Um, and again, you know, I kind of stalled my growth. Who knows what type of relationships or connections I would have made um, and learned from those. But, I, you know, again, that that compounded my my being passive. If there was an interaction where I thought maybe I should say something... And I didn't because what's the point or this or that. That just added to my pacificity, which I know is not a motherfucking word. My passiveness. You know what I'm saying? Y'all know what I'm saying. But that also compounds on avoiding feelings 
because at the same time, you may feel upset about something and then you add the passiveness to it. You don't investigate it. You say, ah, I'll never see that person again. Or, ah, you know, they're just a fucking idiot and blah, blah, blah. You kind of rationalize why you're not going to engage. You know? Now, (laughs) I just want to summarize here because I know I rambled a lot coming up on an hour. I got a couple things I want to get to after this, so I'm just going to summarize. One, I love marijuana, okay? I enjoy the smell. I enjoy the look. I enjoy every aspect of the plant. Growing the plant, the science of the the cannabinoids and their functions, their interactions with you and your body, with each other. Fuck, I miss the highs associated with the low tolerance. Like when you first start smoking weed or you only smoke once a day or every couple days or once a week, whatever. The way that things light up, if you, especially if you find the right strain, the way that things light up, the way the sky is just that much more beautiful. You know, the way friends are that much more funnier. You just, the, the overall lovingness aspect of it. I miss that. I truly miss that. Like I said, the smell. My God. I love smelling dank nug. I love it when it's growing. I love it when it's cured. I like the process of taking it from a seed to a cured nug. I like all the science of it, right? I like all the science that goes in, not just to growing the plant, but to consuming it, you know? Whether or not you're going to add these cannabinoids or whether or not you're going to process this into wax or whether or not this is going to do this for you, X, Y, Z. And I know I'm saying this is, this is, this is a lot, so it doesn't really make sense. But I guess the point is I miss, I miss it. And just like smoking cigarettes, when I, I love smoking cigarettes. Camel Bolds and Camel Blues were my favorites. I know they don't make bolds anymore. You know, Marble Reds too. Shout out Spooner, he's still on them Reds. Marble Reds too, you know. But when I quit smoking cigarettes... I knew that I was going to miss smoking cigarettes. And I used that as empowerment. I told myself, every time you smell a cigarette, more than likely you're going to want to smoke it. That wasn't necessarily every time. But I told myself, every time you smell a cigarette, more than likely, more than likely you're going to want to smoke. And guess what? To this day, I smell cigarettes. And I might just walk a little slower by somebody that's smoking. And that's what I give myself as a reward for not smoking a cigarette. And don't point out to me that I'm vaping nicotine. Bitch, I know. Bitch, I know. Okay? I'm aware. I'm awake and I'm conscious. But it is, for me, I feel better. I'm not saying it's any better for me, but I do feel better. And honestly, I don't know what got me back into vaping other than the fact that I'm not saying it's because it's an excuse if I say that nicotine is a neurostimulant, right? But this podcast, getting it started was stressful and I wasn't trying to lean on nicotine to get it started. 
but I definitely used nicotine as a tool to help me map kind of the, nah, that's not even the right way to word it. Hold on, look, give me a second. I used it as kind of a tool to help me map my path into the podcast realm. I still find myself vaping heavy. Like tonight, um, I've got some poster boards that I've been working on. Not physically the poster board, but I've been working on notes that I'm going to put on the board to put up in my studio, which we're going to get to here in a minute. But I've been doing a lot of thinking about some things I want to post up in here as reminders, tips, tricks, inspiration. And um, I noticed during that time I was vaping. I'm not saying it's what was keeping my mind going. But in a way, it was keeping me engaged with the task at hand, which, again, was intended to be productive. Now, I know that that's regressive toward my health in some way or another. But overall, um, kind of like alcohol, too. You know, sometimes when I'm writing, you know, like writing a best man speech or writing a paper for school or, you know, writing anything, uh, an intricate email, um, anything, really, anything. Sometimes I, I find myself pouring up a neat, a neat honey jack. Shout out honey Jack Daniels, Jack Daniels honey. Sometimes I find myself pouring up a neat or on the rocks, and I'll just sip on that and enjoy it. And once I start to catch my buzz, just like with beer, I get bummed, right? Because I can't enjoy it as much as I want because I'm not trying to push it into inebriation beyond control. I don't want to get drunk beyond control. I don't want to be, I, I don't want to push it past the point of productivity where now I can't think straight because I'm fucking <laughs> getting hammered, you know? Let me, let me plug this heater in. It's fucking cold out. Cold down here today. What the fuck? <sighs> April 25th, almost a May, almost a fucking May and we cold up in this bitch. Any, anyway, so, where the fuck was I going with all that? <laughs> where the fuck was... Oh, yeah. So, d don't, don't, don't think that I'm not aware, right, that nicotine... Was that what I was saying? Something about nicotine. Anyway, I vape. I replace it with... Oh, yeah, Camel Bolts. No, did I already say that? Camel Bulls, Marble, fuck, whatever. Okay, so you get the point, right? I used to love to smoke. I told myself, nigga, every time you smell a cigarette, you're going to want to smoke. And I, god damn it, do I enjoy the smell of a good cigarette. Now, there has been maybe one or two occasions since I quit quit where I would be like, ah, you know what? I guess maybe I'll bum a cigarette here. Never enjoyed it. It's not the same as smelling it. Once my body... Once I made the commitment to not smoke, the taste in the mouth isn't quite the same. That's a lie. Camel Blue still tastes fucking delicious. But like the effect, the lungs, just the way that it hits my body, just I, I don't feel the same after, you know. I do not feel the same. And I don't know why I got back into vaping. I may have used an excuse that I was stressed. I may have used an excuse that I needed the added neural stimulation. I'm not 100% sure, to be honest, to be completely honest. 
I'm not 100% sure. But the fact remains that I did. And here I am now, vaping. Not current, well, semi-currently. Not at the moment as I'm talking, because obviously I'm talking. <laughs> not vaping, but... um, It's just better for me right now not to be smoking weed. Okay, it's just better for me not to be smoking marijuana. Um, I don't I don't judge those that do. Again, I miss the high. There's no judgment on those around me who smoke. As a matter of fact, I support your decision if you have a decision tree. If you're not saying, oh, you know, I just smoke because my friends smoke. Then I think you need to evaluate. But if you're using it as some sort of stress relief and you're not hiding, you're not running away from things, you're using it as, as a, a form of stress relief or sleep aid or appetite aid or anything like that. If you're using it for a reason, a medical, something that we could say is a medical reason or, you, you know, something that you can justify in your head is this helps me because I support it 100%. You have inflammation, arthritis, whatever. I don't give a fuck, man. If you have a reason, just don't let it take over. Just don't use it as a as a tool. Don't use it as a crutch, which again is a tool. Especially if you have a broken leg, you, you kind of need that crutch. Crutches, you know, it's a tool to help you get around. But anyway, it's just better for me not to smoke right now. You know, in the future, I'm, I say right now because in the future I may smoke again. But not, I can't see it in my foreseeable future. You know, same as I can't see buying a pack of cigarettes and picking up smoking again in my foreseeable future. Um, maybe when my life status and is a is in a better place, the kids are grown, more grown, where I can kind of explain to them when they do have questions. Um, maybe when I, you know, I've I've achieved some of my goals. Maybe when I'm more self-sufficient, I have more time to myself, I have more availability for that type of release, then maybe I'll pick it back up. But I'm not going to commit to that. I'm just leaving it as a possibility. Like I said, no, no time in my near foreseeable future am I going to pick back up the habit of smoking marijuana. Um, and I say habit, could be an addiction. That's up to you to decide. Now, with all that said, I just wanted to... I just wanted to cover a couple of things that I've learned so far from podcasting, right? Um, I'm not even sure what fucking episode number this is. I think it's in the teens, though. I'm trying to make it to 50 before I have my groove. It's kind of what I've set myself on. I've set the goal that around 50, maybe I'll start doing merch. I've I've got a couple ideas in mind as far as like, you know, shirt designs, stuff to put on stickers, not just my podcast name with the fucking QR code and shit, not just, just that shit, right? You could think that up literally in, what I just say that, in 10 seconds, right? I'm thinking like for shirts, like artwork type things, right? Artwork type decals, yada yada. So I've given myself to 50 episodes to really dial it in. And this is just kind of what, this is just kind of what I've been doing is, you know, um, I haven't necessarily gone back and listened to every single episode after I've edited it, edited, edited it. 
Um, I do listen to them so I can find areas where I have to boost volume, eliminate background noise, etc., etc., right? But so far I've learned that I do talk too much, right? Not every thought a guest has or a statement they make or a story they tell needs a story or, or a statement with my experience, right? I plan on doing this for a long fucking time, so I have a long fucking time to share my stories and experiences. I genuinely want to hear about the guest and their thoughts, their ideas, their stories, and I feel like I'm not giving or sharing enough of the time for them to do that effectively or completely, and that annoys the fuck out of me. That annoys the fuck out of me. I pride myself not on stoicism, but I get told a lot that I'm humble, right? I deflect compliments, and I'm trying to get better at taking those because that's another thing I hear is that you need to take this compliment. Don't just deflect, okay? That's something I've told my fiance soon-to-be wife is that when I compliment you, I need you to accept it. You don't need to necessarily reciprocate, but I, I, don't, I don't even need you to say thank you. But accept it, maybe acknowledge it, right? And from an area of hypocrisy, I started hearing the same thing from other people around the same time. Like, dude, you're not... Like, what I said was nice, and you didn't even acknowledge it. Or you didn't necessarily have to reciprocate it, but it would have been cool if you would have given me a little more context because that was kind of an icebreaker into the conversation I wanted to have. Um, and I, I pride myself on not being selfish. And it just seems like when I'm talking to a guest lately, I've been coming around across selfish. I've been coming across as someone who's trying to compare their themselves or share their experiences or validate their stories or whatever their thoughts and again, I'm planning on doing this for a long time, so I have a long time to to get my personal shit out there, right? If I want to tell stories, I can do solos. Like, I have, I am my boss. I have my tools here. If I want to tell you anything, I can record it and post it. And as long as you're following, you'll hear it. Somebody 20 years from now might still fucking hear it. Somebody that's not born yet might hear this shit in 10, 15 years. I don't fucking know. All I do know is that I have a long time to get my personal thoughts and experiences out there. And as I'm, a, as I'm daily obtaining more, that just gives me more shit to keep this going longer, right? More content. But. I genuinely want to hear about the guests and their thoughts, and it bugs me when I when I do listen back and start editing. I'm like, what? Why don't you just shut the fuck up? Why don't you just let them finish their thought? Why don't you let them talk themselves out of shit to say? Because you can cut thirty seconds of silence if it comes to that. You can do that. Like you. <clears throat> anyway, interviewing is hard as fuck. It's just as hard as wording. Okay. Words are hard as fuck. Interviewing, from my experience, is also extremely difficult. The more I do it, I'm sure the better I'll get. Yada, yada. It's just like honing anything, right? You practice more, you get better. But I'm working on the highlights to post in this studio to help keep me on track with a guest that wants to be interviewed or that I want to interview or interrogate. 
Okay. I got some bright color posted board that I can put up in my studio. Different color, two different colors. I got bright green, bright orange. And one is going to be, I haven't decided yet because like I said, I've got all these notes written down. But I'm thinking the green is going to be the good, right? The interview shit. Something that catches your eye and says, okay, have you gone through this? Have you gone through that? Are you doing this? Are you doing that? And then the orange is going to be one that's more like a hazard, right? That says, hey, watch for these. Are you doing this? Negatively. Are you doing that? Negatively, right? Are you cutting this motherfucker off? Are you rambling? Are you yada, yada, yada? Are you matching story for story? Whatever, whatever. Okay. I'm just trying to give you a little look behind the scenes of what's going on in my head and what I've learned so far from this. But as far as like the information or the content, I I need to get better at giving disclaimers and active fact checking is something I want to do in the future. But the disclaimers are something I need to do until I can do active fact checking. And even once I'm doing active fact checking, I'm more than likely I'm going to need to have disclaimers and I, I need to get better at that. I need to get better, like with uh, most recently, Jeff and the May apples. Most, if not all, that plant is toxic. That's not the May apple. Some say the seeds are toxic. Anytime I just bite into a fucking May apple, I sort the seeds out like fucking sunflower seeds and spit them, right? Um, and that's something that it wasn't even a complete thought in my head and during that conversation because I was already thinking about what I was going to tell Jeff next or I don't even know what the fuck, right? That's the eight, that's, that's the weakness of the ADD, but I can use that as a power as long as I give myself these boundaries and these reminders. Um, ah, fuck. And that's, and then I mentioned ADD and boundaries and reminders then I fall off the fucking path, dude. I'm out here just swinging this machete with no path in sight. What the fuck? Oh, Jeff. Jeffy. So I was talking to Jeff about the May apples. And I should have just thrown a, dis- a disclaimer in right there that do your own research, right? That's a That's a plant that could possibly make you sick. More than likely would make you sick if you don't pick a ripe May apple or you eat the wrong part of the plant. And I didn't. And that bugs me because I know better than that. I know better than that. But I get too excited. I'm excited to sit down with a dedicated amount of time to just talk to someone I'm interested in. Now, don't let that be an excuse because it's not. Don't let it sound like one because it's not. I have a wandering mind. Don't let that sound like an excuse. It's partially why I ramble and I don't complete thoughts or explanations is because my mind wanders. But also, I'm extremely excited to be doing this. I still can't believe I'm actually doing this. Okay? I can't. It's, It's amazing that I can talk to you through your phone any time of the fucking day that you choose as convenient. That's amazing to me. The convenience of my day is not as convenient as for you to listen. I have to set aside a time to sit down. I have to coordinate shit with the guests, yada, yada. I've got to do these editings. i got to do the fucking upload in the post. 
I've got to do all this extra work. All you have to do is be like, you know what? Hey, new whistle pigs uploaded. I'll listen to it when I get home, or I'll listen to it while I'm at work, or I'll listen to it on the drive home or to work. Whatever the fuck is convenient for you. Next week, if you have no time this week, you can listen to it fucking next week. That's amazing to me, and I still can't believe I'm part of this platform movement. I I, I, I can't. It's just, seriously. It's And first off, I want to say thank you for listening. I, I, I really do want to say thank you for listening, because this is amazing to me. It really is. And... <laughs> I, I, there's things I want to get better at that's why I'm st- not necessarily stressing but so, that's why I'm evaluating these things okay I know you haven't heard me take a drink of the Porch Rock or Lemon Rattler yet so I'm going to give you that right now mm. mm-hmm god damn Samuel Adams. At it. They are at it. They're out here. Okay, so... I've also learned about... Words are hard. I think we went over that on the Jeff podcast. Words are hard as fuck. Okay. I've got lots of partially complete thoughts, explanations with misused words or incorrect data or just vague explanations in general, and I'm not making an excuse. I just want to explain that. My mind wanders, and that's something I'm trying to get better at is more focus on the thought at hand or whatever, right? Conversation, too, but... I'm trying not to worry about perfection because whether it's the audio or the recording time frame that I set aside, accommodating the guests, you know, Matt, certain people's opinions, uh, personal reflection, like this, like saying that I need to shut up more and listen, you know. The time is there for me to grow. And personally, the mistake should be expected as much as respected. And what I mean by that is I should expect to make mistakes as much as I should respect those mistakes that are made. I mean, fuck, they illuminate an area that I need to investigate. And in that area that I investigate, I can find something that's going to help me grow. And that's what I'm trying to do. Um, But back to you guys, you know, thank you, first off, for fucking listening to this podcast and giving me the time and, the, and being patient with all my idiocracies and yada yada. You know, it's, it. this has highlighted the people around me who are genuine when it comes to support, okay? When, the, when it comes to the support of my endeavors, my dreams or goals, and ultimately my success achieving them, it's highlighted those people. Um, it's, it's even affirmed some sort of, some, I'm a slithery, slippery snake. It's affirmed some sense of interest in me. Uh, my activities, or even my thoughts, by those that I do not know. There's people listening all over the world. There's somebody out in Nigeria that listens. Shout out to you. Shout out to that dude in Bangladesh that's been downloading shit. Shout out to you. 
all my motherfuckers out in Texas, Ohio, Pennsylvania, California, Zam, I know you listening, my nigga Zam, my home's right there, I love you bro, I love all of you, thank you, right, you've affirmed, in a sense, people that I don't know, I know Zam, but people that I don't know, you've affirmed a sense of, not self-worth, but value in my existence or my thought process or my activities, whatever the fuck. Maybe I'm just entertaining because I'm idiotic and you find a value in that. Thank you. Thank you. Okay? It's, this has provided hope for a possibility to become financially independent. Free of a boss that's not me. You know? I hope this can someday be how or even a part of how I earn income to provide for my family and ultimately help them succeed in their endeavors. I don't want them to go through what I'm going through now, working 50, 60 hours a week for somebody else while their body degrades, you know? Barely making it by. That's not fun. It's not fun. I don't want them to have to go to school and have $500,000 in student debt. Because then how much are they are they making if they make 30, 40 an hour at a job where then they have to pay 300, 400 a fucking you know, average a month in fucking student loan. That's not That's like having a car payment for fucking 20 years. Come on. Or, or a home payment, you know? I don't want that. I'm trying to be a beacon. I'm trying to be an example. Positive or negative. Do what I do or don't do what I do. But ultimately, I would love for the, to, to be able to provide for my family. From this. You know? I mean... It's made me realize that some around me that see me doing this are inspired by the fact that I'm doing this. And that they can also do their own thing. Whether it's a podcast or starting their own fucking business. Just following a passion. And I've heard several people who intend to and are taking steps to do exactly just that. Run their own business. Start a podcast. Do whatever the fuck. And I'm not saying that I'm the reason. But I'm an example of the possibilities that can be done. And somebody they know personally... They're watching do these things. Set a goal. And be willing to adapt and change that goal. Make a short-term goal. Six months, then a year. Make them all together. Make a three-month, six-month, one-year goal. Five-year goal, ten-year goal. And then as you're coming up on your three months, maybe you just walking on that path, you realize that tennis shoes aren't going to cut it. This is rocky as fuck. I'm going to need to get me some shin highs. That's huge. Adapt. Adapt. You run across a goddamn rattlesnake. Boom. Maybe you're glad you got shin highs. Maybe you realize that you made it through them fucking rocky parts with tennis shoes, but now you need some chaps. And I said I wasn't going to do the motherfucking similes, and here I am, similizing. I don't know if that's a word. But it sounded good. Right? Just don't... Don't be scared to take that fucking walk. Don't. 
Don't be scared. There's other people on that path. There's people that are at the end of that path watching the sunset. Or not even at the end, along that path, at a fucking checkpoint, watching the sunset. If you get there, and that's where you want to stop, fucking stop and enjoy that sunset, but don't give up on getting there. Don't be afraid to take the fucking first step to get there. It might take a little research. You might have to pull up a map, or study the fucking map so that you can memorize certain trails or put it on a fucking napkin i don't know and i don't care as long as you do what you need to do to get out there and take that fucking step that's huge that's huge and guess what if you get halfway to that sunset and that's your goal you want to watch that bitch set and all of a sudden you find some something across your path, a log or a rattlesnake or whatever the fuck, and you got to go over or around that bitch? Don't stop. Go over or around that bitch. Get there. Do your best to get there. Please. Please. That's That's what this country needs is people like you to follow your dreams and do what you feel is <laughs> what you love, your passion. We need you. We all need you to do what you love, what you're passionate about, because that's where the quality comes in. Right now, we don't have much that is genuine. It's all shipped. If we're talking about a product, it's shipped from somewhere, built by someone who's never going to see you, who's never going to interact with you, and who's never going to use their fucking product. Don't, don't do the same for someone else. Don't build a product for someone else that you're never going to use. Or for someone you're never going to fucking see or interact with. Do your own thing. Then you're interacting with everybody. Or you have the opportunity to. You use your own product. I don't know. Just find your passion and fucking run it down. Please. Okay, it's made me realize that people around me that see me doing this are doing just that. And that alone is enough to keep me going. That's enough. Even if I didn't want to do this because I enjoyed it, and now I have a mini studio set up, right? And now I have a little bit of a fire under my ass because this is going, and I don't want to just let the ball drop. Fuck all that. It's worth it just to see these people around me running after their dreams. That shit is massive. Massive to me. And I don't mean literally. It's not a massive shit. It's a fucking powder keg. And y'all are the spark. So please, please, if you have a dream or a goal, run that bitch down. Run it down. And I can't tell you how how many new relationships and resources are sprouting up and growing because of this. 
it's incredible. It's incredible. Opportunity. Personally, I want to use the people closest to me. Like when it comes time to cut decals or have decals cut or a fucking, you name it, designed. I've got people in mind, but if they can't do it, I've got opportunity popping up randomly. These people are coming up out of nowhere. And it's amazing to me because all I'm doing is talking shit into a microphone. And you're listening and people are coming to me saying, hey, I can help you with this or that. It's fucking amazing. Now, (laughs) it's also kind of made me realize doing all this, just how much my fiance truly loves me. You know, I mean, she told me to come down here and do this right now. Right now. It's 9 o'clock. She told me to come down here. She's been on me since I got home. She says, who's coming over today? Nobody. They backed out. Well, are you going to do a solo? Indeed, I am beautiful. You know, what time are you going down? All right, it's past that time. You better get down there. You better get down there. And I tell her, you know, I'm... Just taking a couple quick notes so I can hit some highlights. All right, we'll make sure you get down there. That's her. She told me to come down and do this. She's on me. She's keeping me on track. But she's providing perspective also. Like, do we need to buy this or that? Maybe you don't need to go fishing, right? Maybe you need to record a couple episodes ahead of time so we can go up to the cabin this weekend or whatever the fuck. She's keeping me on track and providing me that perspective I need to be successful with this as possible. She's doing all that while taking on more burden to allow me to pursue this. She's she's already home with the kids all day while I'm at work for someone else. Now she's taking on that burden to be the sole caretaker while I'm doing this. To put up with me, right? And my guest. And maybe our breaks or whatever. She's being patient, understanding, and accommodating of all the changes that need to be or are being made in the pursuit of this endeavor. All while giving me honest feedback, like I said, keeping me on track. She's giving me honest feedback and that, that includes limitations on all things related, like realistic possibilities in the short term, right? Maybe I don't need to buy another new mixer. Maybe I could put that money somewhere else, or do I even fucking need it? Maybe I need to learn more about audio so I know what I'm actually going to buy, you know? She's doing this all along a certain timeline. Five-year goals. Ten-year goals. She's giving honest feedback and limitations. She's also communicating with me her needs. That's huge. She's letting me know if I have a deficit in an area or the kids' needs. But she's not doing that without remembering my needs. She's also telling me and reminding me what I need. Again, ADD is a motherfucker. I'm all over the place. But one of the weird things about it is if when I have hyper-focus on a thing, I get motherfucking tunnel vision. 
if it's five o'clock and I'm looking up something and I need to do it and I feel the need I need to do it, there's a sense of hyper focus that I can't overcome. Before I know it, it's nine o'clock, I have an eight, I need to shower and I'm behind schedule. I've neglected four hours worth of things that I could have done and I didn't because of my hyper focus. And she's aware of that on top of all my other needs. So just communicating with me on the level that says, hey, this is, I just honestly want you to know how I feel, how I think the kids need this or how they, I think they feel. And I also don't want you to forget to check in with yourself. That's fucking huge, man. That's fucking huge. That's why she's going to be my wife. And I just want you guys to know, I know I don't talk about her a lot. I bring her up as the old lady, which she hates. The O-L lady, apostrophe O-L, right? Like the Grand Ole Opry. And she hates that because she thinks immediately of old lady, O-L-D. But she's my queen bee. You know, she's... I wouldn't be able to do any of this without her. And the further I get into this, the more I realize, like, without her, none of the success is possible. I get that I'm doing the work on this side of it. But you get to hear this side of it. Eventually, you get to see this side of it. This isn't possible because I'm single and don't have kids and have nothing better to do with this money. It's possible because I have somebody that's able and willing to support me in my endeavors and take on more burden. And if you don't have that in your life, please evaluate your surroundings and find that. Whether it's in yourself or within someone else, please find that because you need it. Maybe you don't, but I think you would benefit extremely. Now, I, I, I notice I'm ranting again because, again, this whole passion thing, right? I'm working on it. I'm fucking working on it, people. So I just have a couple things I just want to say about the Three Brothers podcast. I have a new niece. Greg and Robin have had their child. Um, I'll allow Greg to drop all the stats, weight, length, name, all that good stuff. So I'm going to get with Brandon and see if we... If we can maybe do a couple of uh, two brothers for a short while. We're either going to have to call it two brothers or we'll come up with something. I don't know. Haven't really workshopped it yet. Um, assuming that Brandon will partake. Maybe I'll just have to put stats down there that it's Brandon and Jarrell. Because technically a two brothers could be Greg and Brandon. Me and Greg. Or me and Brandon. So... Um, I got to figure that shit out, but otherwise everybody, I just, seriously, I can't thank you enough for your support and I'm not trying to suck your dick. Okay. I'm really not. I'm really not. I just want you to know that I appreciate you. I would appreciate if you would share this podcast. I would appreciate if you would like and subscribe, listen with a friend. Tell a friend in person instead of just sharing on social media. Take something away from this. Chase a fucking dream. Set a goal. 
If you're in a job you hate, make a plan to get out of it. Even if it's a year plan, six year plan, I don't know what your life has going on. But please, don't just lay down. Do not. Your family and your country needs you to do what you're passionate about and what you're happy with. And I just want to say one more time. Actually, I don't know if I said it. I love my fiance very much. I cannot wait to marry her. But I do want to say one more time, thank you, baby. If you are listening to this, my queen bee, I love you very much. I appreciate you more than you know. So with that, I'm going to try and end this ramble. And, um, fuck. I love you all. And I hope you have a great day. And, uh, I hope you enjoyed this podcast. I'm still going to put an outro in here because, you know, editing shit. But, anyway, Sam Adams says bye. You know what? No, 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 no. I'm going to give a live review of this. I got Lush Ice Breeze. For those of you guys that are out there, y'all smoking them vapes, I'm going to end on a... The main point of this podcast was to talk about getting away from marijuana. Okay. I think I did that. My journey. What I what I felt. But for those of you out there that are trying to get away from cigarettes... Please don't talk down about the vapes or underestimate them, okay? Personally, the Breeze, I'm a fan of the Breeze Pros. Blue Raspberry is my personal favorite. You hear that right now? But over the last few weeks, I've been trying to try one new one. Um... Along with my blue raspberry purchase, I'll purchase another. Not the biggest fan of strawberries and cream. Blueberry watermelon's pretty nice. Uh, what was that other last one I just tried? Strawberry kiwi, not bad. But here's a live, here's gonna be a live test and review. This is Lush Ice, first hit, fresh out of the wrap. You just heard me unwrap it. It's Lush Ice. Here we go. Hmm. Kind of mild. Kind of mild. If you're looking for flavor, if you like berry, I highly recommend blue raspberry. Um, even blueberry banana is pretty good. I did have that one. I'd buy that one again. This Lush Ice, though? First hit? First hits? Here we go, another one. Blue vaporing. It's pretty mild. It's good. It's good. It does not have a minty flavor for for those of you that are wondering if you see this and you're willing to wanting to try it but not willing to risk the mint. This is not minty. It kind of tastes like a slushy, but a slushy with a lot of ice in it that's melted and taking the flavor away from the slushy. Kind of a watered down fucking slushy. One more. Hmm. Yeah, it's pretty good, I guess. It's good. It's just mild. I prefer that hit of the blue raz. Not not the hit. The flavor hit. That slap. 
of that blue Raz. And um, with that, one parting hit. Pretty good. Pretty good. I honestly like it better than the blue. I'm not going to say I like it better than the blueberry banana or the blueberry watermelon. What's the other one I had? Coconut pineapple. That's pretty good too. That You know, that would be a daily. I prefer that over the pina colada. So anybody that's out there that's thinking about quitting smoking, trying to vape. Um, fuck, I run Mr. Vapors and Breeze. It really all depends. I usually lean into the Breeze. Because when I say, where's my Breeze? You know, my, uh, <laughs> almost called her my old lady. My queen bee's name is Bree. And I just kind of... Just kind of makes me think of her when I think about my Breeze. Not that I have more than one Bree. But... Because I don't. I don't. Let me be adamant about that. I do not. But it just makes me think of her a little bit because it sounds kind of like her name when I think of Breeze or I read Breeze. So, with that, I'm going to take a drink of the Sam Adams and cheers you goodbye and cheers you success in your future endeavors and uh, achieving your goals. I dragged this out probably 10 minutes longer than I should have. But I love you, and I'm passionate about what I'm doing, and you supporting me, and you achieving your goals. Together we will make this country better. Not necessarily great again, if you don't agree with that slogan, or if you tie that to something negative. That's not what I'm trying to say. What I'm trying to say is you are a vital asset. A vital asset. And you need to know that. I love you. Good night. Or good day. I guess it could be a day, too. Whenever the fuck you're listening, have a good one. Bye. I love you. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of Whistlepig. If you would like to support this podcast, please like and subscribe, rate and review, and follow on social media at Whistlepig Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and Rumble. You can email questions or comments to whistlepigpodcast at gmx.com. That's G as in girl, M as in man, X as in xray.com. And until you hear from me again, get outside, take a kid with you, and stay free.